0: I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where I talk about how I grew up, how I became a musician, how I quit, and how the process was getting back going again. And also, a lot of learning and growing in between with the universe opened me, opening me up to a whole brand new world. So we left off with, uh, I went down to Nashville for a guitar maintenance workshop. I had just gotten a line on a RV to live in. I was working and had just figured out a way to give myself a little bit of time to uh, figure out what the next move was. So I had been home for, I guess, about a month before I went down to Nashville for that workshop. So while I was at the workshop, obviously, you know, the the whole thing with the workshop was sort of like a funnel type of thing. You know, they, they get you to come in, do the workshop thing and see if you like it or not, and then try to sell you the whole school thing. And that was the first time where I thought, well, you know what, actually I could go back to school, you know, I could do this, go back to school and do it. You know, this was a trade school type of thing in which I had 25 years earlier, whatever, I went to uh, music tech, it was a guitar performance type of school. So I kind of had an idea that, you know, if you apply yourself and you do really well and you show some promised that um, the teachers would most likely uh, recommend you for different jobs and stuff like that. So I thought, well, you know, it might be a great way to get my foot in the door is to go to back to school for it and just go from there because it does work. I, I mean, that's what happened last time. So, yeah, so I thought, well, okay, cool. Let, let's uh, do a little more research on this. So I had it. It was a great time for the uh, weekend workshop and about three weeks later they were going to have a open house and so my next step for that was uh try to get back down there for the open house so when i went back to michigan i went up to midland where my uncle was staying at and uh parked the trailer up there and i had three weeks to try to come up with the money to uh get back down to nashville for another weekend and it worked it worked out great i was able to uh, make the money i needed to make i got i was staying up up in midland for a little bit and parked the rv there and basically you know um got to plug in right there and uh, took care of my part of the bills and uh yeah it was it was all right so cool, I'm back in Michigan and uh, got the plan to get back down to Nashville. Oh, that's great. Although this time being home, there was a significant difference. I realized that uh, in a lot of ways, I was retracing my steps, the steps that I had taken just before I quit playing. So... I had enough presence of mind to realize that uh, I have to do it different this time. I have to react different. But, like, it wasn't like it was, uh, oh, I've, I've got to change and be all righteous or anything like that. No, it wasn't nothing like that at all. It was just a matter of being mindful of how I reacted to things. Because before this, I was known as sort of a I wouldn't say hothead, but I was pretty moody, emotional. I would let things get to me and I would get worked up over it and stuff. So now it's different. I'm, I don't feel that need to do that, first of all. And so, you know, here we go. So I started dealing with my family in a completely different way. And one of the first people that I dealt with was my sister now me and my sister we grew up together we were two years apart we were very very close and especially in my partying days we would party a lot and and hang out all that sort of thing but over the last 15 years or so we grew apart but me being the older brother I would get a lot of responsibility put on me, as even though it's not my responsibility at all, I'm the brother, you know. But there was this thing about like I would take on her problems like they were my own and feel personal when they weren't uh, successful. Well, the last couple of years before that, I stopped doing that altogether. But I also like stopped talking to her really. So this was my chance to face-to-face, have a one-to-one conversation, and calmly have a talk that was desperately needed. We hadn't talked like this for a very, very long time. So, I gave her a call, and we met up, uh, It was kind of cool. I I just had this idea to go to Riverside Park, the place where we used to hang out when we were kids a lot. And so that's what we did. We just walked around the park and had a one-to-one talk for a couple hours. And it was fabulous. I absolutely had a wonderful time. And it wasn't small talk. You know, we talked about stuff, but there was no raising the voice there was no back and forth bickering none of that i explained my position and how i wanted to deal with things from here on she said she respected that and uh, that's what we did and this was the first time where i felt like i dealt with a serious serious issue in this new process i'm going through felt great. It really did. It felt like, uh, you know, we we had a mature conversation and that had not happened in a very long time. So I was very, very, very grateful for that. I love my sister very much. We just don't agree on certain lifestyle choices and I can't do anything about that. Um, All I can do is express my opinion and let her know how I feel about it and that what I'm willing to and willing not to accept. And then we moved on from there. And I did this process through with my aunts and my uncles. And for the most part, everybody was real receptive. You know, uh, My uncles kind of had a little bit of a hard time with it just because they're used to me being a certain way. in their mind it'll never change like it doesn't matter what you do i'm still that 12 year old kid or that 10 year old kid you know it doesn't matter if i'm 80 and i got wrinkles i'm you know they're 100 i'm still just that little kid to them you know so whatever it was better and and i definitely got my point across and it was you know, the setting the boundaries was uh, very important, especially since I'm, uh, I tend to disengage, especially when it comes to my family. I don't necessarily find value in fighting and arguing, and uh, that runs rampant in our family. But I will. Trust me, I will. And, and if, if I feel like I need to make a point, I will make it just like they do, you know. I mean... But uh, this was uh, the first time where I noticed that I, oh wow, I'm changing. you know, things are changing and I really like it. I really like living like this. I really like the way I feel about these things now. So it felt successful and it only been three you know three months or something since I started this process. and like I said, it's just been... Uh, just following the little breadcrumbs that the universe has been feeding me. Yeah, and even talking about retracing my steps. The drummer buddy was the same guy who talked to me the last time about not quitting. He was the last musician I talked to before I quit. And he was the first musician I talked to when I started back up again. So... It's getting close to time to do the open house. Go back down to Nashville. And, uh... My buddy that lived in Nashville that I went to music school with... Got a hold of me. And, uh, we opened up a line of communication again after, like, 25 years. So I dropped him a text and said, you know, I'm heading down to Nashville again. And, uh, if you want to meet up for coffee, that'd be great. And he said, no, uh come on down man and uh, just stay the night here if you want to you know don't worry about getting a room or anything just come on down and uh, it'll be cool I said cool all right great so uh I'm on my way down there and he texted me back and he said um, I'm gonna be in the studio by the time you get here so just um, I'm gonna give you the address and if you just want to meet me there then uh you know we can go back to my place after that. I thought, cool, yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to see what he was doing for his studio and different things like that. you know, so I get down to Nashville and um go to this address and he comes out and meets me, and then uh, we go in and he starts introducing me to people, and lo and behold the the drummer for Tesla is there. <laughs> Well, it turns out that he is the guy's assistant. So, one minute I'm driving my car and just, you know, thinking about what I'm going to do for this open house and stuff. And the next minute here, I'm having Chinese food with a drummer for Tesla. And so, you know, we just strike up a conversation. He shows me his studio, it's great. The guy's so personable and just humble, really cool. And it you know, starts talking about um, the manifesting stuff and different things like that. And so that started ringing a bell with me too. And I'm just like, wow, how does this happen? You know, like one minute, you know, I'm deciding to play music again. And the next minute, here I am right back in having this synchronistic conversation with one of my childhood heroes so it was pretty cool I didn't ask for a picture or nothing but they said hey let's get a picture so we got a picture and uh, (laughs) it was pretty it was pretty wild man like (laughs) who does this stuff happen to you know what I mean like I couldn't make this thing up I mean I couldn't make it up even if I wanted to you know like it's just like the universe is just checking off all the boxes saying dude you know we're not playing around this time you know (laughs) and the same thing happened during the open house not i didn't meet a star or anything like that you know but like the questions that i asked got answered in a clear and concise way questions i had in my mind that i didn't ask were being answered and i everything just felt like it was okay it's clicking like um This is what I need to do. So that weekend, I did decide that uh, I was going to go back to school. Didn't know when or how or whatever, but I was going to do my best to get back to school uh, to learn how to build guitars. Be legit. You know, obviously in the open house, they have you fill out the application and do all that. So I did all that stuff. I had to wait to find out about the financial aid. I had defaulted on my student loan for a while. So I knew there was going to be an issue there. But so I wasn't going to be able to start that, you know, like within a couple of weeks or anything like that. I knew that. But things worked out pretty good. I got my loan back into good standing. A year from the day I decided to go back to school for Building Guitars, I started school for Building Guitars. Now, it wasn't the same school, but, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So the whole weekend was pretty incredible, you know. Um, I got to meet the drummer for one of the the bands I looked up to as a teenager. I realized that uh, Building Guitars was... The new avenue that I need to pursue, and I got to reconnect with my buddy who I hadn't seen in 25 years or so. Yeah, all in all, it was really great, and it was all musical. It had everything to do with, you know, part of the old my old life melding with with where I want to build my new life. And so off I went right back to Michigan again. Yeah, went to Midland started doing some work and uh, trying to figure out the game plan for the next move and then lo and behold something popped up on my uh, feed again on my Facebook feed I think it was about um, this service called Handy Pros in which it was like it was like a referral service for a handyman you had to do a background check and so I had no problem with that I didn't have any issues that way it took about a week for them to accept you and what it, what it is it's a national company and they post the jobs and you can accept them or not so you're an independent contractor you can pick your schedule and it was sort of like for the type of work I did I thought well if this works out then this will be perfect because I can be mobile I can do whatever I gotta do and if I need the work I can find the work you know so I started off in Midland and I used that app and the biggest thing about that app was like it was like an introduction to meet the customers in a lot of ways you know like I would accept a smaller job you know like a caucus sink or something something simple might have paid 50, 60 bucks or something but when they meet you and they like your work that's where the money gets made is because you're going back you know and that's exactly what happened i started out in midland and um i used that app and uh by the end of september i had uh went from midland to jackson parked my rv in jackson worked there for about a month October Went from Jackson to Harrison, Michigan, way up north. Did a job up there for a month and then went from Harrison to Lansing. And I was there till February. So, yeah, so it was, uh, it was really cool. It was working out perfect, you know. And I was sort of testing the water too, sort of finding out, you know, like, um, I knew if something would happen, like if I had a, a breakdown or if I had an issue with something, I was still in Michigan, so I knew I wouldn't be stranded, you know, in the middle of the country with nothing, you know what I mean? So it was a great place for me to test the waters with this whole mobile thing and actually do it, you know, and it was going really, really good. And... My buddy that would hire me to do some construction work with him, he had a band, and uh, they had a couple gigs that he couldn't play, so I subbed for him. So I actually subbed a gig. Three months after I started playing guitar every day, I subbed for a gig and got paid for it. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing, you know? I didn't want to get a full-time gig with a band. I just wanted to sub and do all that because I wasn't sure where I was gonna end up and so there was more open mics I played at open mics I found them in Midland I was back in Jackson I made a couple friends there so wherever I was at I would find an open mic and just grab my guitar and go and uh, it was a lot of fun it was a lot a lot of fun it was a way to have some sort of uh, goal in mind where I wasn't just aimlessly practicing. I was practicing to go play at that open mic, you know, that sort of thing. So, now I'm practicing pretty much every day. And uh, not practicing like I used to, though. Like, not so much the technical practicing where I was measuring with a metronome and doing all that it was more playing practice I would play you know and then I would practice in the dark I would do things that would like close my analytical mind off to the best of my ability and to really really hone in on the intuitive part because that's where the magic is really I mean we can dissect things and we can analyze it and we can know the theory and we can do all that stuff man but what it really boils down to is can you feel it can you feel it that's it so and so it went back to when i was a kid and i started waking up with music in my head again every day it was relentless also my sleeping patterns changed I started waking up at three thirty, four 4 o'clock every morning. So I found out that a lot of people call these downloads, like where your guides, your spirit is directly communicating with you. And um, they're giving you a message. And it started clicking. It's like, okay, well, that makes sense then. I'm not crazy. I don't have OCD. Well, maybe a little, but... Um, this was just my way of communicating with spirit, with my higher self, whatever you want to call it. God, it doesn't matter to me. It's all the same. So I had a couple ideas about how to use this to my advantage. And one of the things I would do is, is I, when I woke up and I had this song in my head, is I would share it on my Facebook in the morning. I, I didn't say a word about what it was just I did an emoji about how I was feeling right then and there and just shared it you know and that way whoever was listening they could interpret it however they wanted to but those posts was every morning I would wake up with a song in my head and I'd share it and then I started thinking about like okay I quit smoking right and one thing I missed was the morning cigarette you know well what if instead of the morning cigarette I replaced that with I'll learn the song whatever song gets stuck in my head I'm gonna learn it and then uh, I learned, I would learn it and then put it off to the universe sometimes I would keep them and use them in my own repertoire sometimes I wouldn't sometimes they'd be some far out stuff you know it could be anything from a hard rock group like Def Leppard to uh, funk to disco I mean it didn't matter you can ring my bell was one of them that I learned how to play at some point um, but this was a fun way for me to talk to my guides in a lot of ways you know it's like my direct line to the universe as as a direct call like I just had to pick up my guitar like you'd pick up a phone and go for it and it was so much fun around this time I would not remember all of my dreams but I would remember bits and pieces one morning I woke up uh, with this phrase in my head it was oh I thought what does that mean And so, just out of curiosity, I typed in what I saw in my head, and lo and behold, it was a real place. I couldn't believe it. It's a place in um, Sri Lanka called Ohaya, the Devil's Staircase. And the picture showed this most beautiful green mountainous area with like these huge ancient trees. And it looked just like what I picture when I meditate. I have a little hollow tree I go to. It's like my my higher self-office or something, you know. And it looked just like it. What I pictured in my head. Now, I don't know what it meant. I still don't know. I'd I'm trying not to overanalyze it too much. I um, I don't know. I don't know if it was something that came in from a past life. I didn't get a message or anything. Um, This was the first time where I had a dream about something that was real, that I had no knowledge of, no, no knowledge of whatsoever. I didn't read about it. I knew nothing about Sri Lanka. I mean, nothing, you know. So sometimes I smell things, like if I'm thinking about a certain person, I'll smell smoke or a certain type of perfume or something like that take that as confirmation the numerology is huge I'm always seeing synchronistic numbers all the time and uh, so there's this stuff I don't know I don't know if I'm psychic or not to be honest with you I think that I have a very very strong intuition you know that's kind of kind of where where I I leave it at this point and it is so much fun to explore you know rather than try to hide it and shut it down now I'm embracing it and really enjoying this it's like believing in magic again you know I mean really how fun is that now both of my uncle's wives were into tarot and I had no idea I would just tell them about some of the stuff that was going on and one of my uncle's wife is very straight-laced, and she was like, you know, she said, I have this tarot deck that I've had forever, and I don't never take it out, I just to keep it in the thing. If you want the cards, you can have them. All right, cool. And then my other uncle's wife, she was more out there with it, you know, she was a little more on the eccentric side when I was growing up. Um, she had a whole room full of them that I had no idea. I never knew this if I would have known this stuff when I was younger I would have asked somebody about it you know instead of just keeping it to myself I had no idea no clue none so uh I spent time with her and she read runes and stuff and so we hung out a little bit and it was a lot of fun she showed me a few things about how she reads and uh Now, I have a great, great respect for anybody that does that. The way my guys talk to me is through music, you know. Um, The cards are fun, but they don't talk to me the same way as as I get, the way I get stuff through music, you know. But it's still a lot of fun to um, explore and to just check out, you know. And it's amazing, these people that are tapped into it, it's a real honor to see them use their gift their genuine gift that way it's it is magical yeah so all of all of a sudden this whole world is opening up to me and things are coming to me in a way that i can't explain but i don't really want to i'm just enjoying how it's happening i'm enjoying the process you know And one of the most beautiful things about it is that this is my journey and it's very unique to me me personally we all have our own very personal very unique way of navigating this world and I just feel so grateful that I was able to be young enough to actually still enjoy it So, I think this is probably a really good spot to end it this week. So, I hope you all have a happy holidays and a wonderful new year. And um, please, if you resonate with this or if you know somebody that you think might, feel free to share it. Share it all you want. Just enjoy the content. Thank you. Have a great day.